Do you think UFOs, the paranormal, weird history, cryptozoology, and outsider art are pretty darn cool? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to High Strangeness with your host, Steve Berg. My friends, welcome to High Strangeness. Tonight, I have a very special guest, the hilarious, the wonderful Jessica Napik. Oh my god, that was so nice. <laughs> oh, and then I'm going to embarrass you even further by reading uh, reading your bio. Ah, oh, stop! Uh, because, I mean, everyone probably knows who you are, but in case they don't, and there's some little tidbits here that I found very revelatory. So here we go. Jessica Napik is a noted cosmetic tattoo artist and creator of viral beauty trend Astrofrex, which I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Astrofrex allows you to hide your zodiac constellation within cosmetically tattooed freckles on your face and body. The world took notice, and Jessica was featured by Cosmo, Vogue, BuzzFeed, MTV, and many more. Those are big names, friends. <laughs> you can usually find her at hotel locations and paranormal events across the country. She's an avid road tripper, explorer, cemetery creeper, and all-around weirdo. We, we love you already on this show. We love you already on this show. <laughs> She's also the co-host, <clears throat> everyone knows this, of What's Up Weirdo podcast, along with the incomparable John E.L. Tenney. It can be found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Jessica, thank you, my friend, for being on. That was so nice. You're so sweet. Oh, you are. You are. You are. And, you know, before I forget, I have to know a little bit more about Astrofrex. Yeah. Can you please tell me about that? Yeah. So, um... I used to, I spent most of my life, uh, I worked in skate shops when I fucking oh, really? was younger. I worked at skate parks, skate shops. Those were like my first like five or six fucking jobs. I've worked in a lot of skateboarding fucking places. So then it. Punk culture. You're, you're, you, you have a, you have a symbiosis with punk culture then, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. I'm guessing. I've been to, I've been going to shows since I was like fucking 14. Um, Love it. Yeah. Now I've worked in record stores, blah, blah, blah. Then I moved on to like restaurants and bartending and stuff as one does and then i'm like how do i put it like one of the funnest fucking bartending jobs i've ever had became a little corporate i ended up getting fucking fired um and then i'm not fucking doing this anymore i'm just not doing this anymore it just wasn't i'm like i can do better than this anyway i remortgaged my house i put myself through cosmetic tattoo school in toronto Um, and we were, we were talking about this before we got on air, but I, when I do something, I like to do it my own way. I like to infuse myself into something that I'm doing regardless of what it is. Um, so there was a format of how people were doing brows and then, um, it started to trickle out that people were doing cosmetically tattooed freckles. Um, and I'm like, how can I make this mine? Like I kept looking, there was like several big names on Instagram coming out and I'm like, how can I set myself apart? How can I like, cause I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like you can get lost in that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like a big business in any business, sure. you know, yeah. How do you set yourself apart in any business? So it actually happened as I, I always say that the best ideas happen while you're either in the shower or on a dog walk. I have all of my best <laughs> ideas. Like literally. I don't disagree. <laughs> right. So one night I was walking the dog and looking up at the sky because I was, I, and this is goes into a second part of the story, but um, with witchcraft and um, 
astrology and stuff, you're very conscious of like what phase the moon is in, what the astrology is doing, etc. So I was kind of looking up at the sky while I was walking the dog and I'm like, what if I put people's fucking constellation on their fucking face in the freckles and like hit it? Then they could have like this connection to their astrology or like their relatives astrology, their dog, whoever. And it would be like a secret because you would just see the freckles, but you wouldn't know the constellation was hidden there. So I go to work the next day and it's just this girl I've never fucking met before. And she's so fucking pretty that I was so nervous. I'm like, if I fuck up this girl's face, bro. But (laughs) she's like, I just want some freckles. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I know this is crazy, but I had this idea last night. I'm like, do you mind if I bust this out and like take some pictures? And she's like, I'm not that into astrology, but I don't give a fuck if you do it. I'm like sick. So I did the thing. I took the pictures and you know exactly how it goes. Anybody knows how it goes. Who's on social media. Like, you can have the best idea in the world, but if some if, if a bigger creator does it, sees it and does it first, you're going to get left in the fucking dust. No one will know that you started yeah. it because somebody bigger took it and ran with it, right? So I'm like, what I'm going to do is post this and one of these bigger girls that I follow are going to post it and then I'm going to get left in the dust. I'm like, I'm sure of it. But anyway, so I post the pictures from this girl and within 24 hours, it was uh, bustle.com. DM'd me and they're like, we found your pictures from your hashtag. Can we fucking do a write up on you? I'm like, literally, yes. <laughs> After Bustle posted it, who I think Bustle's is it? I don't I don't remember if it's Bustle or Hello Giggles, but one of them's owned by like a big actress and like Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. when it happened, I'm like, are you fucking joking? So then they posted it within another like six hours, a Cosmo Australia picked it up. And I'm like, what the fuck Whoa. is going on? I found this one. <laughs> Like it just snowballed. Right. And it was the craziest thing. And I'm like, I actually didn't get copied off of like, it actually fucking worked. Like somebody saw it and they like it. And you know, it went around that the beauty speak beauty sphere for a while, like L magazine, etc. But then it started to hit like the viral sites, like fucking Buzzfeed and, um, Unilad and, uh, fucking when it hit those sites, people were like, I don't understand this. Why are people doing this to their fucking face? Like you got like haters, but it still got it out there. But, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that press, man. Thanks for advertising for me. (laughs) Like every outlet you can think of. Um, so yeah. And I was like, honestly, like new still. So it brought me a lot of clients. It still does have had people travel from other countries, other States. Um, no kidding. And then the other funny part that I try and tell people too, is like, I mostly had the idea because of like witchcraft, like I was doing spell work and you have to, it's better to do spell work during different moon phases. So I was kind of looking up at the sky and that's why I'm always in tune. So anyway, so then I start doing these interviews with Cosmo and fucking L and Vogue. And they're like, how did you come up with this? And I'm like, if I say right the fuck now that I'm a witch, this is a wrap. Like nobody's gonna, <laughs> nobody's gonna like post this. Nobody's gonna write about this. Cause it sounds insane. So I had to give like, some hippy dippy answer like oh you know i'm really into like astrology and like um setting your intentions and i said some shit on there and then when it hit those viral sites and people would read the interview they'd be like what we're gonna listen to a girl who sounds like this and i i'd be like at home like that's not even my real fucking answer that's my fake answer i don't even sound like that i just can't say in this moment that i'm a fucking witch to vogue sorry um <laughs> 
so yeah, so then as it went along and I got bigger, whatever, I got my followers and it went everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Then um, towards the end of when I didn't give a fuck anymore, what I said, like I did a write up for like Inked Magazine and I think there was one other like more alternative site and I was like, fuck yeah, now I can actually talk about this because I'm not scared and you know what I mean? I didn't want to like lose the momentum but towards the end i'm like okay everybody knows about it they know i created it now i can say whatever the fuck i want so i did tell a couple outlets about the witchiness but at the beginning i couldn't really talk about it yeah and and is that is that something that like um like you know because now you're you know a fixture in the I don't know how you want to say paranormal world, weird, weird world. Uh, like, you know, I'm not sure what the label is or we don't even I have don't to know what it is. But you, you are, but you, you know, you're a celebrity and you're a big name in this stuff. And, you know, you have a very big podcast, one of the best, best podcasts in the world as far as I know. Um, truly, I love it. It makes me very happy. <laughs> I always know I'm going to get 33 minutes of happiness when I listen to that show. Yes. In fact, I, I've often told people, I think I was telling my buddy John this the other day, I was like, I wish that was like a Howard Stern everyday situation where it was on for like four hours. Oh, I think it would it would work. <laughs> it would work when I'm driving around or just like you know I can put it on when I'm in the kitchen. You know, just like it's like two friends like because it does it actually makes it's one of these weird shows where and I don't feel this way about all podcasts and I'm not always looking for this in all podcasts. It's mm-hmm. not a requirement of mine, but like your show feels like I'm just hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe maybe it's because I feel you know simpatico with your guys's like uh you know philosophy on life and everything, but like it is such an I, I hope you have that in a podcast for yourself because you know like it is nice and I think that's what sets your show apart. Obviously, there's great information. You guys kind of give it a real behind the scenes look of what it's like. You know, traveling to these things. I think that to me is more interesting than talking about like actually sometimes ghosts and ufos and stuff you know because like it's hard to glean new information and so jessica like i do have like a zillion questions about what it's like to be working in this business you know because you and john travel a lot and so i i i have a lot of questions and i hope you don't find these mundane but like i feel like these are the things that are on my mind like is there a do you pack differently for a paranormal conference as opposed to like a vacation or just like going to visit your your nana in like Idaho or something? Not that you have a nana in Idaho, but you know. I don't. My <laughs> if you did, it'd be crazy. <laughs> no, it would be crazy. You're a psychic. Um my one grandma lives here, my other grandma lives in Florida. She's stuck. What, you have two grandmas alive? Yeah. Lucky you. I know. That's amazing. I yeah. Yeah, I, both of my grandpas have passed, but I have both my grandmas still. It's wild. Um, oh, that's great. But anyway, let me think. That's a good question, first of all. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. I would say it depends. It depends on if it's a convention or like a haunted location. Sometimes if it's a location. Right. And me and Tony aren't really that big on the tech. I think a lot of people are big on tech. But me and him are yeah. more like intuitive or mm-hmm. just go off vibes or like like to ask questions i don't know you know what i mean i, I don't need i do know what you mean yeah. i don't understand like what what the tech is telling you yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you know it's what i'm not, saying it's like, not like proven like it's it can be it's no. suggesting maybe something but like oh right. okay i don't know so me and sure. him don't bring that much shit Are we this last weekend we were at um the house from i we bought a funeral home on discovery plus owned by the Bloomberg's oh, in canada and we did for the first time in a long time we did bring some shit he brought his uh like analog recorder i brought i bought an uh, i brought um 
uh, an EMF detector. Um, and then he'll bring like candles. Sometimes there's a, a method of like asking questions out loud and you, you assign like yes or no to one of the candles and see if it like does anything. And again, that's not scientific either, but sometimes it really Yeah, works. but it's, um, yeah. But we'd rather do stuff like that, that like feels very analog and not like, I'm not going to bring a toaster with fucking lights on it and ask. Right. You know, like that's not us. So. No, I hear you. And like, I'm not bagging on that. That is for some people. If, if that like, you know, gets them closer to what they feel is contact with something weird. God bless. Right. But yeah, I think there is something to these kind of analog tools that have been around for a long, long time. That, you right. Know, like, right. So, yeah. yeah. So sometimes we'll bring like a little stuff, like a recorder, or he's always got a notebook on him. If you hear anything, if you see, mm. I'm always taking like iPhone notes. Like when we were in Columbus not that long ago, I heard a literal fucking ghost in the room when he was out of the room. So then I always document like what happened, what time, where we were. Um, like he, it was a haunted hotel where this old radio, like there used to be a radio station that that uh, broadcast out of the hotel in Columbus. It's the Great Southern Columbus Hotel. The guy got murdered um, in the hotel, so it's haunted. And But the weird thing is I heard a woman in the fucking room. He, t- Tenny had went to smoke. He was out of the room, and me and Toad were laying in the bed. And out loud, it sounded like at the end of the bed, I heard a woman go, <gasps> like, the littlest, like, I described it as, like, a Disney princess. Like, it was very high-pitched, like, if a Disney princess gasped. It was like, <gasps> like and I fucking heard it out loud, and the dog fucking heard it. He like, I had my arm draped over him and he jumped and I jumped too. I'm like, what the fuck was that? So Whoa. I'm always writing shit down like that. Um, so yeah, we're more like documenters. as Right, to, right. Yeah, as opposed to like, oh, let me flush this out or let's fuck. Yeah. And so like, I mean, like, the, the, neither weird questions, but like, I mean, I, I always think that whenever I, I mean, I have very limited experience of going into haunted actually locations. I, I, I'm, I'm a big nerd about going to places where stuff has happened and just like experiencing the magic of place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but do you like feel like you have to like dress like you're ready to like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. jump over a fence or is it like, is, is this, I mean, you, you've been doing this for a while. So is it a casual experience? Like, I feel like I need a backpack, you know, and like some, you know, tennis shoes in case I have to run and like, you know, like, is there, I mean, like, is, does like fashion and footwear come into play? I know it's such a weird question, but like. It's not like I, obviously Tenny is like dressed to the nines everywhere we fuck. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's comfortable and casual for him. I, again, going back to like, I am a punk rock fucking idiot. So I always like, if I don't have jeans on and a, some kind of, printed shirt like i don't feel right so i don't care how fancy of an event we're doing uh if we have to speak in front of a group i always just wear whatever um mostly flat shoes yeah i used i went through a phase where i wore really stupid heels and would go to the bar and would go to shows but not anymore that's not me so yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to the graveyard if i'm going road tripping especially with a dog i'm not gonna have a dog drag me around in heels like no Right, right. <laughs> and definitely like, not trying that... to impress anybody or anything either. Like I, I imagine in my head that sometimes these investigations can go a couple hours, right, or a few mm-hmm. hours, or, or all night, maybe. Like, is there a snack situation, or is it like you mm-hmm. go eat at the diner afterwards? 
These are the things I think about, Jessica. I'm mm-hmm. food based and like very practical because I'm, you know, I want to get into this stuff more. And these are these are hot tips for me. I always tell Tenny, and everybody knows this. I'm very food motivated. If I am hungry, I am your worst enemy, bro. Like I am not <laughs> good. I usually have like a granola bar stashed away in my purse, no matter where yes. we are. Um, yeah, no, there's not shit around all the time, and there's yeah, and most haunted locations are in the middle of fucking nowhere, so. Right. Who knows where the next um, diner is or food is or, and then too, like a lot of them, you're in the middle of like Iowa, where try to find a veggie burger. Good luck. Like it's not yeah. there. It's hard, you know, when you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So I do. That's another. Like when you said, what do you pack? I always. I and Tenny will um, corroborate this. I'm always. I have a. I have a clothes bag. I have a dog stuff bag and then i have a food bag and i always bring us treats and snacks and energy drinks and booze and mixers and fucking microwave popcorn and i always bring us and a bottle water you have to bring bottle water yep yes see these are pro moves see this is like because like when you're inexperienced you go out there and you assume it's all going to be there you assume there's gonna be a 24-hour diner that you can go you know, unload what you experience. Like, no, man, you have got to be prepared to have a picnic at 4 a.m. Yes. after you've just been hunting some, you know, yes, whatever entities, man. You like, do. You this do. is important stuff. You do. And a lot of times, um, too, you've been like in the dark or you've been like traipsing around somewhere and you get back to your hotel and you're like, you don't even want a full meal. It's like, let me just shove this fucking. I, on our last trip, yeah. literally the one that we just went to in Canada, I brought a bunch of packs of like um, those pretzels with like peanut butter in the middle. Oh, those are great. Yeah, just like smash something like that or like peanut butter crackers and just like go to bed. You have yep. to look out for yourself because that shit is not around. Yep. Good. I think I think this see these this is this is smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always have some backup snacks. Always need some. You're not gonna have the luxury. You're not gonna have the luxury, folks. Nope. Um let, let me, so you know, d- you know, and and when after did you get into actually investigating before Astrofrex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been going to yeah. haunted places and road tripping to places since I can remember. Like, Right, right. So you've been doing this for a long, long ass time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, too, I feel like a like kinship with you, honestly, because I feel like you, there's just a lot of places you want to see. And it's like, I don't need to, yeah. do, uh, to do a full-on investigation to, like, feel satisfied. Like, I can just go. Me, me too see this beautiful place or this historic place and maybe I'll have an experience. Maybe I won't. And I'll take my pictures and I'll talk to some people that work there. And like, I'm fine with that. I don't need to be like, let me like log every fucking detail of this place. Like, no, I just, I I would. And again, and two, and Tenny's very much the same. It's like some people spend their whole trip doing that, but it's like most of the time I would rather do half that and then half like other shit. I want to, I want to talk to people. I want to party. I want to drink. I want to yeah. see other places in the area. Like I'm not just going to stay at this one fucking place all weekend. Yep. And I actually could not agree with you more mm-hmm. because I think so much of the information, like really good information and background history of the town or, or even the location can be gleaned by going to bars, by hanging out with people, yep. getting 5,000 drinks, you know, staying up all night, feeling horrible the next day. But there, to me, that is where I have learned like so much stuff. I used to go to UFO conventions when I first moved to LA by myself, and I would go there and pack fun edibles, and I would buy UFOlogist beers, and I would get a hotel room and just stay there by myself and drink with strangers all night. And it was like, 
it was like going to get my a master's degree. Yes. You know, and I wasn't learning that much at the lectures. I mean, yes, I was learning about at the lectures and I love going to watch lectures. I really do. But hanging out at the bar is where it's at. Yeah. That is really where you get the good stuff. Yes. Like one of the, they have one of my road trips, I went out to South Dakota. It was with my last dog and I brought, I have a stroller for the dog and I brought him into, I was at this haunted hotel called the Hotel Alex Johnson. They have a book at the front counter of ghostly uh, things that have happened to their guests. If you have something happen in your room, you're supposed to go down to the front desk and write it in this log book. It's awesome. It's the coolest looking hotel. I love that. Um. This is a really old reference, but do you remember, I don't even know who the fuck sings it. I'm going to lose the reference, but do you remember that song, I Got My Mind Set On You? I got my mind. Yeah, it's George Harrison, the Beatles. So remember the video, (laughs) there's like fucking weird shit on the walls and there's shit talking. Literally the Hotel Alex Johnson looks like that. Like that's what it reminded me of. So very weird little place. There's... Uh, right around the corner, there's a little bar called the Brass Rail because in every fucking cute little town, there's a t- bar called the Brass Rail. So I'm like, that's where I'm fucking going, the dive bar. So I put the dog in the stroller and I go to that bar all by myself and I sat down next to a little old guy. He told me all sorts of cool shit. I'm like, this guy is my, he was like my homie. He, I had taken pictures in a national park all day. I got really close to a bison, which is really fucking stupid, but I got a really good shot and I showed it to him and he goes, you know, there's been like 14 gorings this year. And I'm like, oh, cool. I almost died. Like he had, he had all the information. So like, yeah, don't stay at your location. Don't be by yourself. Don't be insular. Like you have to fucking go vibe with yeah. people of the area and you'll find out everything. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, and that's so true. Like a lot of like people I like look up to in the high strange world, like, you know, John Keel, for instance, he always talked about like, go find out what they eat, go find out what they believe in, what, how often they go to church, you know, like all this stuff. He's like, that is more than important sometimes than actually like, you know, um, going to location and waiting for something to happen, you know, because you can wait all day and look, look, obviously going to the location is magical, enchanting, Mm -hmm. wonderful, and you never know what can happen, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't stop there. Yeah. See, this is really good because like I, I, you know, and I got to know John a little bit in Nashville and I was like, you know, him and I drank, drank, well, he wasn't drinking beer because he doesn't like beer, but I was just bombing beers all night, just like being like this little nerd fanboy, Mm -hmm. asking him a zillion questions and I, I was so happy and refreshed to hear refreshed to hear that uh, this this kind of approach mm-hmm. where it's really casual, mm-hmm. you know, like you're almost a sociologist going you're you're studying the people as much as you are the phenomenon. Yes, and the area, yeah, exactly. And you can even this is like bogus kind of mean, but when we were in Canada just now and I was talking to the family that like lives at that haunted funeral home and I'm like I was talking to Heather, uh the mom and just privately and i'm like this area i'm like this is bogus but i'm like everybody around here is weird and like kind of weird looking i'm like what is going on and you can like you notice like a vibe either a vibe or like a thing where like everybody kind of looks the same there's like pockets of like weirdness (laughs) and it's not necessarily paranormal but it's like if you're not paying attention like just like you just gotta get out there and i don't know like make your own hypothesis look around yes Yes. No, I, I completely agree because, so, I mean, I, I've gone to like, you know, I, I live in Nebraska now. And so I, on my free time, like, uh, like most normal people do, I drive out to places where weird stuff is happening yeah. by myself. And I talk to people and 
most of the time they think I'm insane and they want, I'm like, okay, please get away from us. Uh-huh. But sometimes they do start talking. And then sometimes I go to these tiny, like, villages of, like, 300 people. Yes. And the vibe is so way more creepy yes. than the actual thing I'm there to look at. <laughs> you know? Palpable. Like, like, some areas have a thing yep. there. Like, why is it so fucking weird here? Yeah. 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 Um, I want to ask you this question because <clears throat> if, in case any of you haven't listened to the What's Up Weirdo podcast, please do. Um, mm-hmm. You'll want to after hearing this, I'm sure. Um, but you and John, uh, as a person who has made their way in comedy for like the last 20 years, mm-hmm. you and John have a real special like chemistry, comedic chemistry. There's a thing in comedy, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, it's super nerdy, called going from A to C. Okay. And A to C means your jokes and your bits are non-linear. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like A to B where it's like kind of like boring, where like if you guys were just kind of friends who had like some of the same kind, but no, you guys had this unconscious thing that you probably don't even know where you're doing, but it's high level comedy <laughs> stuff to go to A to C. People go to comedy school for eight years to learn how to do this. And you guys, the first time I heard the podcast, I was like, holy shit. These guys must have been like second, done Second City in like Detroit or something like that. You know, like, but, um, the, the like the, did you when you and John met and I don't know how long you guys really known each other I'm not sure about like the history of your friendship but like has this been something that you've nurtured and that's grown or was it something like when you guys met this chemistry this comedic chemistry just clicked um first of all thank you so much um oh of course uh so the first time I ever met him, I met him at this bar that we go to all the time. We still fucking go there all the time. He, I was with my friend Angie for whatever reason, Tenny was reading palms that night. I don't, he literally never does that. I don't think I've ever seen him do it since, but for whatever reason, Angie was like, read my palms. So I'm like, all right, get me next. I didn't know this guy at all. And I had my last dog at the time and he was very young. He was like one. And Tenny reads my palm and was like, your dog's going to die. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You saw that? Why the fuck would you say that? Like, I, I looked at my friend. I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. Like, it was the shittiest start to a friendship ever. And oh, amazing. But like, the more, and then just over the time, like, we would see him at the bar all the time, and me and him would bro down and just like talk about spooky stuff and whatever. And just like over time, I don't know how. Oh, well, I'll get to that. There's there's another reason our friendship got closer, but um. Uh, but the way I look back on it is like, maybe that was like my signal to like, keep really close attention on my dog because at the time he was like one, I, I was renting a house that didn't have a fenced in yard and it was kind of close to a very main road. So I'm like, maybe if I hadn't heard that out loud, I, I wouldn't have been so careful and maybe he would have gotten hit by a car. I don't fucking know. So like, I feel like right. just hearing that maybe it helped. I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses for Tony being shitty. I don't fucking know. Well, no. I mean, it, you you paid a stricter attention and you had that in the back of your mind. And so your job is like, I want to prevent this from happening. Literally. It makes yes. sense. So, yeah. So fast forward, being lived to be 14, he didn't die anytime soon after Tony said that. But any of the way, so fast forward, um, you know, me and him would see each other at the bar, hang out, you know, here and there. But like what really got us close was like Tony obviously he's like one of the nicest people in the world um very knowledgeable very interesting he's like the fucking 
it's Dos Equis, right? The commercial with the most interesting yeah. man in the world. Yeah, well, he's perfected the being a human, I think. You yes. know, like yeah. this is his last go around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a lot of people are very drawn to that. And some people don't know where to draw the fucking line or like get very fucking creepy with it. So yeah. for a time, Tenny had a number of creepers, but one specifically was getting pretty bad. And he was supposed to do an event in uh, Ohio where this person was supposed to show up. And he's like, do you want to go with me and like play interference? I'm like, yes, the fuck I do. Let's do this. So <laughs> I went and. That's brave of you, too. I mean, I feel like I nine out of ten people will be like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I will protect the shit out of my friends. If I, like, I'm an Aries, I'm loyal as fuck. Once you, like, worm your way into my life and my brain, like, I got you. I fucking got you. So, yeah. <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, literally, yes. If somebody's making you uncomfortable, let's fucking go. So I went, and that person weirdly stood at the fucking table. Listen, it was so awkward. They stood in front of our table and didn't say anything. And I wouldn't look them in the eyeballs. I, I like did the complete fucking freeze out. And then they went to Twitter after and were like, your little friend wouldn't even look me in the fucking eyes. And then I went on there and was like, I will look at who the fuck I want to look at. Like it got so messy. It was so stupid. Uh, so yeah so then after that like we did we're such good road trip partners like it was so chill and then it just was like oh do you want to go to the next one i'm like yeah and then it just like kept going so me and him were just bf and we live very close to each other so it was just like easy and me and him are like night owls and a half so we were like Mm -hmm. oh we still up do you want to go to the bar do you want to do whatever we just are very much like the more we hung out we the more we realized we're like basically the same fucking person so there, there, you know, like, and, and that, that is the thing I think that can be with like great comedic partners or even like great friends. It's like we are super like, but the things that make us different complete the other <laughs> and make like a perfect partnership. And so, like, you, you know, like, you can, you're not afraid of like, um, what's the word? Uh, uh confrontation. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound like I'm guessing, <laughs> like, but you know, like, John, while I'm sure he's not afraid of it, is not a confrontational person, it doesn't not seem even to a me. little bit. Like, no, you know, he's very passive, he's yeah. very much a peacekeeper, um, doesn't want to hurt yeah. anybody's feelings, and I obviously don't either, but no, but like, you don't like injustice, man. No, I, no, <laughs> I think that's admirable, yes, 100%. Yes, and I, will. you know, that's a very admirable quality. So, I mean, th- this is it's making this is kind of clarifying my like, uh my theories about why you guys are such a good, not just comedy duo, but like, I mean, cause I know maybe you, you, you don't consider yourselves like a comedy duo, but like to me, you guys just do, you're doing comedy and incorporating your passions for the weird, which my God, it's such a breath of fresh air because this kind of leads me to my next question, Jessica. Like I have, you know, and like, look, I haven't been like a, a person throwing out content to this world. I've just been more, you know, so I've been at a pretty busy career and mm-hmm. like, um, Oh God, what was, what was I going? Oh my God. Uh, Braveheart. Um, oh my God. Was it like comedy. I acting? totally forgot. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Stoner moment. <laughs> I, got you. I got you dog. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So like, I totally just completely forgot that question. So I am going to just move on and come back to this. That that is so embarrassing. Editing. No, you're um, so yeah, so was there like a gateway drug moment f- for you getting into the weirdness? Like 
was there a moment like you know and not like how did you get into this like you know not not something like like how did you get into the paranormal but like how did you want to make this part of your life as from going to like a casual bystander to someone who's like i'm gonna fucking contribute to this stuff um i guess it's just like traveling a lot and going to more of the places i'm very much like into history uh into weird little pockets of places going to i don't i do and tenny knows this i do so much fucking research before i go on a trip like i have i actually decided in like the literally the last three days that i think i'm gonna write like a travel book like a road trip book of like weird fucking places because you should i have so many notes and not just in this country of like other fucking countries if i even hear remotely a thing online in a book that somebody said it goes in my notes like yes i want to fucking see that my time on earth i want to see literally every stitch of everything so right i think it comes from that like just uh the weirder the place i want to see it um i don't know i and and uh i'm you know some people are like oh i can take your word for it i don't have to go there like i get it that's not me like i need to place my fucking eyeballs on it and, yeah and true crime stuff too, <clears throat> and i've gotten shit for this online but i'm so into true crime and like the psychology of of stuff and um you know what like we were just talking about like what does the vibe of the fucking area did that like influence this person like i need to right if i know that much about this story i need to be in the area i need to see the surroundings i need to like feel the vibe that they might have felt so i've went to a couple like like murdery ass fucking places famous yeah places and i'm not trying to like glamorize that in any way but it's like as a curious fucking explorer trying to understand shit i'm like i need to i just want to like be in that spot for one second and see what it felt like well you know i and i hear you and i actually feel like it's important to understand like if we don't understand history and the horrific things that have happened in history then we will learn nothing and then it will happen it will happen even worse and i think like this country for instance i think is going through a lot of that right now because we didn't learn our lesson man (laughs) like you know and You know, and now we have some pretty ugly people uh, yes. spouting off insane things. Um, I did remember what I wanted. Ooh, what is it? Okay. 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 So I have gotten flack the last couple of years. Not a lot, because I'm 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 nobody in this world. But like when I comment, sometimes I'll make a funny comment to something that people are taking seriously, mostly in the UFO world. Oh god. Especially with the disclosure world. Yeah. But <clears throat> I do find Everything in High Strangers, whether it's, you know, UFO encounters, ghostly stuff, cryptids, I find it all very, very fascinating and I'm super into it. But I also find it hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Because sometimes I'll be out like in a cornfield where supposedly someone saw a 12 foot tall Sasquatch disappear into the corn. I'll be out there. I'm, you know, middle aged white dude in my, you know, out there. I'm like, I'm looking for paranormal Bigfoot. That just on the service is funny to me right and do you do you like think do you think like having this kind of levity and kind of looking at this like you know like there is comedy involved in this stuff whether you you know like to me at least like does that do you does that play into you like do you do you and john ever look at each other and go like man this is hilarious what we're doing right now (laughs) yeah like to you you're actively doing a thing you're looking for something you know there's history in that area to somebody else they think you're literally standing in the middle of nowhere doing nothing like right it doesn't i guess it's just what it means to you um i i think it's fucking weird what we do and 
that's why I'm, me and you spoke about this a little bit earlier off air, but there's like paranormal drama and there's other shit and, yeah. and stuff of like certain creators not lifting up other ones and just wanting all the shine yeah. for themselves and not, and, and me, obviously me and Tony, a huge thing to us is like, oh, you do a cool thing. Let me tell everybody I know about. Yeah. That's how we are. Yeah. And you, yep. yeah, that's how we operate. And some people are very closed off about shit. It's like, what we're doing is silly and hard to get any exposure in or get any, especially make money off of, et cetera. So if of you're ever going to take that too seriously, not try and give somebody else an opportunity. It's just like, there's just very low energy people in the space sometimes. And it is, um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. You, you, no, I, you're right. And I, I have noticed it and I've encountered it a couple of times where people are mad because I'm making light of the UFO disclosure movement, mm. which I think of all the activism one could possibly do to be an activist for UFO truth from the government. I'm like, you need to focus your energy somewhere else. <laughs> and I know this is my opinion. It is right. my opinion, but like, yeah, sure. I would love the gut to see dead alien bodies in area 51. Yeah. I don't think that exists, but sure. Same. That'd be great. Who wouldn't want to see Literally. that? But to put all your eggs in that basket, these people become so serious and then the seriousness sometimes leads to like this cult like behavior. Yeah. And then they'll like tell other people they're wrong. It's like you have literally none of us have any idea what the fuck we're talking about. There's, yes. there's never been a ghost on the fucking TV that walked out and was like, hey, I'm a ghost. How's it going? There's never been an alien. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Like, what all of us are just having glimpses at this shit. Nobody, and, and even Tenny, Tenny's a fucking, a million people would consider him an expert, but like he wouldn't say he's yep. an expert because nobody knows fucking anything. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you know, they, they, they would say like the, you know, like I think it was Kurt Vonnegut was always talking about like how the sign of an intelligent person is like when they admit that they know nothing. No. And they know that's an old quote from one of the old philosophers, not Socrates. It's, it's one of those old, old dudes, but yeah. like, it's like, admitting you know nothing is the first sign of like growing as a person i think and I'm always so when people you know what i'm sorry no oh i was just saying like when people think like you know I've, I've come across plenty of times where you know like well it's extraterrestrial from another planet they're from the planet please their message is one of like destroyed nuclear weapons i'm like sure that is a narrative that is a possibility but no one knows for sure and a lot of people in these these fields feel pretty certain about what they're talking about. <laughs> right. And <laughs> you know? that's, again, going back to the podcast and how we act and how we talk, like that can be very boring. I don't want to get on there and act like I fucking know everything. I would say numerous times per episode, I bring up something that I didn't fucking know before. Like I like yeah. finding out new information about literally everything. Like you are, if you already feel like you've reached the pinnacle and you're so fucking smart and blah, 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 like why? Like that's fine. If people go see you, talk like once but what are you you're not expanding anything that you do so every time that they hear you talk what you're just not gonna have new shit because you already fucking know everything okay that's not exciting and it's also it's also a boring person it's like Mm -hmm. you know like i've always said like i I am a you know agnostic i am not a religious person but like atheists can be the most boring people in the world to talk to at a party you ever get cornered by a couple atheists you know they're like the, the conversation doesn't really go anywhere it's all just like surface stuff i like to talk about weird like possibilities yeah. and stuff <laughs> like they're so certain that there's nothing that they're dogmatic about it you know yes. and that is so it, it's just it, it, like people like that i feel like have a hard time like 
you know, exhibiting any kind of humbleness. Yeah, that and just like a sense of wonder too. Like me and ten year olds, yeah. just like I feel like I'm fucking seven years old every day. Like yeah. I will get impressed by the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. Um, I love being like that. Like have some wonder, have some like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's not that serious. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. This guy, I'm uh, dude, I'm friends with named Ren Collier, who I really like a lot. He's a very smart, sharp guy in the occult world, and he uh, he gave this like lecture about a year ago, and he was saying like, "Look, like, you know, like the world's fucked up. It's crazy. Like it's not great right now. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we need to accelerate the weird." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's so smart. That really resonated with me." It's like, "Hey, man, the 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 surface world is so annoyingly like nasty." Yes. So I'm going to lean into the weirdness, <laughs> you know, like, and I, I've really like taken that advice. And for me, it's like been helpful mentally, even, <laughs> you yes. know, um, so a question I have for you and like, this is just me admitting, you know, my own shortcomings, but like, I am, am now starting to like go and check out, there's a ton of hot spots in Omaha and Nebraska, mm-hmm. wherever I live, like, like everywhere else. And I'm now, you know, I have some plans to go to these places with a couple people who I actually don't even really know. Um, but I will admit, like, while I have gone to these places, like, there is a sense of fear that I do have. Like, you know, like, yes. it is kind of scary. And do you think the fear is something, like, you should work to get rid of or just kind of embrace and, like, you know, like, I, I keep on trying to tell, like, sometimes I'll psych myself up with, like, really happy music before I go. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a process or do you still feel, like, fear, like, sometimes? Not really. Um, I don't know. I, we've been in so many haunted places now that I don't, I don't, like, go in thinking I'm going to be scared. Sometimes I get in there and, like, one area will make me scared. But I'm not going to go in with that, like, base level of, like, oh, this place is, ooh. I don't know. Um, yeah. The and we talk about it, we've talked about it before too, but and a lot of ghost hunters talk about this too is like the thing to be scared of isn't really ghosts or energy, it's fucking people. Like sometimes there's just sketchy people hanging out in abandoned locations, and (laughs) that is way more scary than like a ghost. A ghost isn't really gonna do anything, but yeah, um, but yeah, I try humans are to be feared though. <laughs> yeah, I try not to put any kind of preconceived notions on a even if it's like even those murdery places I go to, I'm like I don't I'm I don't feel like I know that I'm going to feel something terrible when I get there. It might be, and that's another reason I like to go. Like maybe it's over, maybe it doesn't feel like that anymore. Maybe it's fine. Right. Um, right. I don't know, but yeah, I don't. There's only been at, at a, as many of the haunted places that I've been to, the only two places that I've been absolutely fucking so scared that I could barely walk or talk are um, Evans City Cemetery in Pennsylvania, which is the cemetery from uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, crazy cool. fucking vibes. I really want to go is, That's outside of Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Yeah, near there. Yeah. Okay. So I really want to go back there and see if I'm still like absolutely terrified of that place. And then the yeah. place was uh, Mansfield Reformatory in Ohio, which is the jail mm. from uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's still Ew. open and it's very, um, it'll make your eyeballs get big. Like you stand you feel very yeah. tiny. Like there's some rooms where there's cells and they're very tall and there's like chipping paint and there's just a very palpable yucky energy so you know this this kind of leads me to another question and obviously like 
we were we just got done talking about like we don't know we'll never know <laughs> but like do you have like you know because i mean like obviously you know like i guess for example like um when it comes to ufos i feel like the majority of people think they're extraterrestrial from another planet mm-hmm. when it comes to ghosts most people kind of like go with the dph the dead person hypothesis mm-hmm. um you know like are you open to like you know like when you are investigating that maybe this is not you know the ghost of a prior you know person who lived here or had a bad experience here or something like that like big, is that tough? the world's famous you have a celebrity dog I do guys this is a this is a great little uh, appearance right here Bobby <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay him Bobby <laughs> but like yeah yeah i mean like do you do you go in like so I, I know like a lot of ghost shows they will like you know by the end of the show they're pretty certain it was being haunted by like you know someone's dead grandma. yeah um, you know like i don't know i it's hard because i've had different experiences where i i very clearly see what the fucking thing is i've seen full body apparitions um have you really yeah so sometimes you'll know oh, if it's a man or a woman sometimes um, there's a different kind of ghost that can, and it's funny too, because I heard Tenny bring this up recently and I never said it out loud, but like one of the most prominent like ghost experiences I've ever had, I feel like they had a bottom half, but they didn't have a top half. So <laughs> sometimes then not that it was chopped off. It's just like, it's just not visible, right? It's just like, <laughs> just not there. So you can have ghosts where like they're either their top half is missing or their bottom half is missing. Like they're floating or they're just like fucking legs. And then there's other ghostly experiences you can have where, um it's like a white shape or like a dark shape so like what the fuck are those that's not a man woman you know so i don't yeah i don't know it's all different and then there's also like the idea that it could be you it's your energy on a on a loop um yeah i feel like i feel like i do have a haunting in my house i feel like but then also i'm like is some of the stuff out here is that me in another timeline or i don't know how any of this works none of us will know right right is it someone astral projecting you know and like or dreaming and then dreaming into your world like who knows it's fun to explore all these ideas but so you 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 i mean i i mean i assume kind of gleaned from what we were talking about earlier that you are just open to you know like yeah and you're okay with not knowing you know like i feel i feel like that drives a lot of people crazy in these fields and that's why there's a lot of times a very short shelf life for people because they like i am going into this and i'm going to find out what it is i'm going to be the one yeah but that's boring that's like how we were talking about travel it's like well once i go to every fucking country in the world then what like i still don't know everything i haven't seen everything so you haven't even if you know every stitch of paranormal ufo etc you don't know everything and something else new could start fucking tomorrow who knows like i i agree like you know like I, I, you know, UFOs were kind of my gateway drug into to weirdness. And I, you know, as a kid, I really wanted to know. Like, it would have, I became obsessed and, like, consumed by it. Now I'm like, I don't even think I want to know. One, I know I never will. Right. But then it's over. <laughs> you know, like. Also, like, your experiences that you've had, my experiences that I've had, nobody can take those away from you. Nobody can invalidate no. those because it fucking happened to you. And I can't prove yep. them to anybody. And whatever you just have to sit with it and be like yeah that's a cool ass thing that happened to me and i don't need anybody to fucking explain it to me i don't exactly it just sits where it was in your brain and i don't know 
Yeah, if you're trying to prove it, you're probably missing a pretty valuable point, and that is having fun doing something, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and exploring and then challenging yourself. Right, and then there's certain people who are like, oh, I'm in this field and I've never seen something. It's like, well, then you have the wrong fucking energy, because why have I seen so many fucking ghosts? And I'm yep. not, like, at, well, educated, fuck, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, an expert at yeah. a book, like... But I've seen more ghosts yeah. than a lot of ghost hunters. So, like, what does that say? Maybe you should be less serious. Yeah. And I, and I I do. Because, like, you know, the phenomenon of whatever all this stuff is, there is a comedic aspect to it. Yeah. You know, there, it's really tricky. It plays jokes. I mean, like, you know, I've read, I've read so many UFO cases going back in the day. And these things are funny and i think that i think whatever it is is trying to make you laugh yeah because comedy is a heightened emotion just like fear so you know it is yeah definitely you know yeah and it could be uh, again too we were talking about earlier off air but like how you exist in this world how you navigate how you talk to other people how you treat other people your kindness etc like maybe i see shit because they know i'm a good fucking egg maybe they can see that from there yeah. i don't know Maybe they don't appear to some people because you're literally fucking terrible. Yeah. And you're trying so hard to like uncover what it is. They're like, eh, boring. Right. I've seen a thousand of those. I don't, Let's go after this. Let's... Yeah. Analyzed. I just want to yeah. hang out. Yeah. 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 That, and that, I, I feel like so many people have that problem, that hang up. Mm-hmm. In terms of investigations, I've, I've talked to a lot of investigators, and I'm not like deriding them for how they approach the yeah. thing. That is their approach. Good for you, great. But I do feel like, you know, like I feel like one thing that's so neat about the stuff, like you, you and oh, it's fine, it's fine. He, he's he's good flavor. He's got a great temper. <laughs> um, but you and you and John had this like, you know. When I hear you guys talk about, it, it's like you guys are playing Goonies. Yeah. Like you, you, you get to be a kid yeah. again. It's like you get to adventure. That's how I feel. Yeah, every trip we go on, I'm like, yeah. And then, and I always like to like not. Obviously, I do a lot of research, and I have like bang, bang, boom spots that I want to hit. But in the middle is where you find some of the best shit. We'll pull over yes. and go to anywhere. Well, weird shit in the middle of nowhere. And like you said, like if we talk to a stranger and they're like, oh, you should go here. Like, yes, you got to leave time for that shit. You can't just be on a schedule. Um, Cause like the strange shit will lead you wherever it thinks you need to go. Yep. I hey, look, I'm a big believer in novelty and like breaking routines yep. is a great way to not just experience weirdness, but to like change up your way of thinking to get like great creative ideas. Because yeah. I think, you know, investigators too like get stuck in these ruts of like i do it this way i'm a bigfoot hunter i take my gun my dogs and like i'm gonna kill the motherfucker like okay yeah. well how's that working for you yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh man yeah it um, makes sense that like these people would be looking for this for so long and then like some dumbass would find it by accident like you know what i mean like yeah. all of your work yeah. it might just not even work yeah it's you know what i think if somebody does find like a cryptid or bigfoot or like get the proof, it's gonna be a dumbass, nope. like you said. <laughs> and I hope it is. <laughs> you know, like I was just like some guy who like you know ate some mushrooms, thought he was gonna have a great day in the forest, and then you know he stumbles upon the twelve foot tall alpha male Bigfoot yep. <laughs> who disappears and turns into a ball of light. Right. That's how I want to go it's down. No camera, just whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you? I am. 
uh, you know, a card carrying member of the big fans of urban legends and like where people are from, like, you know, everyone's got their urban legend, some kind of crossover and the narratives are a little different. Is there like an urban legend or two, like when you were a kid growing up that really resonated with you? I was like a big X-Files nerd. So anything they ever touched Same. on on X-Files, I really, I like, I love Loch Ness Monster. I, I want to go to Loch Ness mm-hmm. so bad. Um, what else? Little stuff. I don't know. I'm a big Mothman guy. Uh, what about like where you're from though? Like in your, in like your hometown where you grew up, was there like little legends of like, you know, like a school teacher, like, you know, ate a kid or something? Mm-hmm. no. I don't think so. There was a weird story on my side street of like somebody, it, well, it was like a Ouija board situation. I had a Ouija board at my house yes. and the Ouija board told me and my friends that somebody got murdered down the street and like somebody did get fucking murdered down the street uh, and shoved in a garbage can or some shit. That was the story that I heard. I don't know, but so little stuff like that happened, but that wasn't like a, I don't know if it was a legend, like a local legend. I don't know. Right. Right. No, no, no. Fair enough. I mean, not every place is going to have the urban legend. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of what else. If there was anything over there. No, not really. Yeah. Not to my knowledge. Do you like, like, let's say money was not a barrier. Yeah. And you could travel to three places in, in 2024 oh, shit. to go investigate and explore. Oh, shit. Um,. And that's like saying I would have a private jet and I could bring the dog. Yes. Oh, yeah. It would be lush. The greatest veggie burgers ever imagined on on demand that you have a personal chef wherever you're investigating. Yes. So I would go to Norway, first of all. Ooh. I want to see. Yes. I've been there. Like, Wonderful. But like Dracula's Castle, too. Um, I don't know. A lot of stuff in Europe I want to see. There's a weird thing. Yeah. This is not paranormal at all, but there's this thing in Brussels called the Atomium. And it looks like a giant chrome um, Ferris wheel, right. but it's got bubbles on it. It looks, it's so magical looking. It, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, Google the Atomium and it's like on my top of my bucket list. I think you can go in the bubbles. I don't even know what goes on in there, but I need to look at it. Um, so I just have like weird shit scrawled down in my nose. There's a vampire bar in Tokyo. It's just called fucking vampire bar, I think. <laughs> Like, these are the notes mm. I take. Like, just very weird little pockets. I want to go to Iceland. I have a I have a trip planned. I want to go to Nova Scotia. There's a... Ooh. In Nova Scotia, on I think Prince Edward Island or one of the islands off Nova Scotia, there's a literal puffin viewing area. And it says puffin viewing area. And there's a little sign. And you can see all these wild puffins. Like, bro. What is a puffin? Like, a little thing that looks like a penguin, but it has a different nose, kind of. Fantastic. I know. So a lot of the stuff I, I'm like obviously a big animal nerd. So it's like most of my road trips, like when I'm starting to map out a road trip, it's like cute animal stuff, um, like landscape, haunted shit. And then I usually Google like oldest bar in the state, which is obviously usually haunted on its own. Oldest hotel, um, roadside shit there's a website called roadside america and it'll just be like the world's largest fucking picnic basket the world's largest right. peach the world's largest I love that stuff. weird doll museum i don't fucking know so any roadside shit um and then i'll get into like food 
obviously yep. we were talking about being very food motivated like I need to find yes. a good ass restaurant or any weird shit like magic shops fucking weird mm-hmm. shit, antique shops um anything with oddities i don't know but i like a very multifaceted road trip yeah you don't like to sit around you like to, you like to uh, you know ingest the whole area yes. in you know that's the way to do it though but you actually like just by having fun and seeing things you will learn so much maybe about like the weird part of what you actually went there yeah. for it's yeah yeah i think i think you you have you have the right approach in my Thanks. opinion and then, l- let me ask you this question yeah here's a scenario okay. you and john you you it's an all nighter you're tired as hell you know but you get up early enough for last call you're tired you're worn out you're hungry your feet hurt what are you ordering at the bar oh gosh um um okay if it's here it would be like a vodka water lemon lime uh tito's vodka mm-hmm. with water and lemon and lime but this, Love tito's. this is when I'm on road trips, I can't drink water everywhere. Local water will fuck me right the fuck up. So sometimes yeah. if I have too much ice in my glass, I'll get sick. Or if I have a vodka water, I'll get sick. So I'll go with something like vodka lemonade or vodka ginger ale. But it's mm-hmm. usually Tito's or Stoli with some kind of mixer and bar pretzels and bar chips and some kind of snack. God, sounds great. I want to be there Wait, right what now. Wait, what's your drink? <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, I'd probably go, uh, you know, cowboy style with a shot of yeah. beer, shot of some kind of bourbon or scotch, and then with some kind of like, you know, I like to drink Modelo, but I'm not picky. I'm I'm pretty, nice. uh, I'll drink whatever, pastel ribbon, nice. an IPA, you know, whatever's in front of me. Nice. Yeah, something stiff with a beer background, say. Do you, okay, so firstly, you are correct. I fucked up and didn't mention a shot, but normally, typically, if we get somewhere late, I do want like a drink and a shot. So I'll either do like a shot yeah. of fireball which I did do a shot of fireball before I got on this podcast. Good, good, and good. And then, um, or like a Jaeger bomb. I'm like a big, I lived in Jersey for a while when I was younger and I will fucking partake in a Jaeger bomb. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, that makes me look. Um, so yeah. You, It'll zing you up too. It'll get you going. Yeah. Usually like shot in a drink when I get somewhere. Um, also too, I noticed like sometimes it's nice when we're traveling, like me and Tenny, like, Instead of bringing liquor and a mixer, sometimes it's nice to just have like white wine, like in the room, yes. just have like a fancy moment because we are not fucking fancy. But sometimes, like wine is, especially when we go to Belvoir Winery in um, Missouri, like they have just wine in the room, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have a wine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah I like- I'm I have become a big wine drinker. Yeah, I love it, especially in the summer. I, I drink Sauvignon Blanc with a couple ice cubes in it, like. Nice. A trash person, you wine know. Like I don't care. It tastes delicious. Keeping wine at my house—that's something I don't do. It's nice. Yeah, I'm like in. It's wine. nice. It's refreshing, and you can get great bottles for under ten dollars. I'll, I'll I'll give you some recommendations after the Please show. Please do. Yeah, I like a nice, like sweet, but not overly sweet white wine. Yeah. And also, there's something yeah. about that that doesn't. I'm like very conscious of being a fucking alcoholic. It runs in my family a little bit. And I don't, the first rule is you're not supposed to fucking drink by yourself. So I, I'm weird about that for sure. But there's something about wine where I'm like, that's not being an alcoholic. It's just like a nice little treat. It's uncivilized. It's fine. I need this. (laughs) 
It pairs with my Cheetos, you know? I know. Like, <laughs> I just need, like, a nice summery little, in a cute glass. Like, that's not the same as, like, oh, let me polish off this half a fucking pint of vodka by myself. Like, no, wine yeah, has that, that's a attitude. It's, you know what, it doesn't count as far as I'm concerned. No, it doesn't. And I think I think if you drink under six beers, beer doesn't count either. But I have weird rules. I have weird rules. I mean, I'm sure science would disagree with me. <laughs> and my doctor. Um, <laughs> I have one more incredibly important question oh to ask God. you. Now, this is so important. Oh so get ready. Okay. About two episodes ago on your wonderful podcast, okay. What's Up Weirdo, or the Woo Pod, if you're a fan. Woo Pod! Um, you mentioned something that really stopped me in my oh tracks. Oh, my gosh. You said you dip your pizza pie oh. in Italian salad dressing. I do. And let me tell you, Ooh. I was like, man, that seems crazy. Nope. Jessica, I think you've gone a bridge too far. I don't know if I'm with you on that. And guess what I did? Last you weekend. got some. I got my favorite local pizza. Mm-hmm. And I'd had a couple beers, all I will say. And I was like, oh, for my second piece, I'm going to go get a little Olive Garden dressing. <laughs> Which I love Olive Garden dressing. Yes. It is very yes. good. Um, and I dipped my pizza in it and i was like i get it it's so dumb it's so good it works it works that vinegariness oh it's especially great when it comes to the crust when the crust can get kind of boring yeah eat your heart out ranch i think you've had your day in the sun it is an italian dressing it is and there's so many places too where like depending on the pizza like that specific places italian like goes with it i don't know if you have jets by you but like jets has a really good italian and then Mm. we have like domino's has like a golden italian and it's good with our pizza it's i don't know i've done it since i'm like seriously since i was like 12 how do you really? Oh, so this is. I wasn't sure. But so, like, this is this is not a. No, new this thing. is a lifelong. Like, literally, you could ask my parents. Like, when we order pizza, I'm like, okay, I need pizza, and then I need like three packs of Italian dressing. Like, it's like a stupid. Even like like we were talking about travel and staying in hotels. I will fucking order a pizza, order the Italian dressing, and then if they bring it in packs, the cup, the plastic cups that they give you by the coffee maker in the hotel room, I will cut the fucking cup in half to make a. <laughs> dressing bowl then i'll dip my pizza in the fucking it's a thing it's a it's a thing i can't eat pizza without let me this is such a hot tip i can't even tell you see these are the this is the kind of breaking tips you can expect on the high strangers show i mean like this is what we're all about here it's it's what would sound mundane to people to me is where the gold is yes because I heard this, you you know, it was a, it was, you know, just kind of a passing remark. You weren't trying to make a big point and standing on a soapbox about it. You were just sharing like, hey, if you like things that are delicious, you might want to try dipping your pizza in Italian dressing. Yes. Yeah. And I took that leap of faith and I'm glad I did, Jessica. Good. But wait, okay, so I need to ask you too, like, I, in the last few episodes, I've been talking about how I've been like, Okay, firstly, this is how it happened. This is the slope that happened, right? So I saw Renfield. I don't know if you've seen Renfield yet. I had not. No. Ben Schwartz was in it. He's the bad guy. Listen. He's great. He's great. Listen, I know that now, but I never in my life, I don't watch Parks and Rec. I don't watch much comedy stuff. I don't watch comedy bang bang. I'm not a big comedy person. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not either, really. But listen, now I'm like, in fucking love with Ben Schwartz and I keep talking about it on our podcast and I'm fucking <laughs> okay so anyway so I've been taking in a lot of his like 
kid a lot. I haven't watched Parks and Rec yet, but I've watched like some of his improv, some of his highlights on YouTube. I watched a movie he was in, etc. But the more I watched their, and you touched on this earlier, but the more I watched their improv and shit, it's like, I realized that that is what me and Tenny do. Like me and him, he is is my fucking improv partner. And I, and I, it's, it's so true. And I, and it wouldn't be, and that's why those people work with certain people all the time because they have that thing and they can bounce off anything that person fucking says. So yep. I really do think that me and Tenny are that for each other and that it wouldn't work with everybody. No, it, it really wouldn't. Even if you were really, I mean, it, it's, it's sometimes like I believe this, you don't, because I, I did improv and sketch like thousands of mm-hmm. shows. Not trying to break, but just, that's just what I did for a long time out in LA. Mm-hmm. And there would be people who I didn't even like necessarily like they weren't like my hangout at the bar after people show. I would have friends I was better friends with. But there'd be someone there who for some unconscious reason we improvised just beautifully together. Yeah. And then it'd have some people who I was really good friends with. And I'm like, it was okay. We were trying to one up each other, you know, but like you and Tenny had this there's this like um philosophy in improv called yes andy. Yeah. And that's what you guys do. Yeah. You don't shut each other down. It's like when he says something you add on to it yeah. with new information. And I, I mean, like, I, I, like it's just so great that you guys do this naturally because, like, that is your no one will ever have a, a podcast like Aww. this. It's just, you know, it's just, it's really, it's really, I, to me, as a person who has always like been super into this stuff, and like, I'm all, I mean, I've read all the only books I read are about weird mm-hmm. stuff, right? But I do find it so funny. And I felt like when I heard your guys' show, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm sure there's a plenty of other people out there. And so it is, it is like a, your show's like a very warm blanket. And I, like I said earlier, I really wish it was like Howard Stern style, four hours every day. I mean, I'm into it. If, if we ever get a deal and I step away from my tattooing, I'm, I'm down to do it. We would need like a uh, producer and money, yeah. but. Yeah. Never know. I mean, look, I, 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 I think it's kind of something wonderful. I mean, like, well, it's already something wonderful has already happened, but like, I think like the sky's the limit for what you guys are doing together. That's so kind. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, because I, I could drop you guys into like a com- like the San Francisco Sketch Comedy Festival, and you guys would play great. Like you I know, would like it, it would literally. Um, oh well, I mean, like I know a lot of people run comedy festivals, so the Moon Tower in Austin is great. You know, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, you know. Yeah, Jessica, this has been, dude. You should. I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, it would. Uh, you guys should do an edit. Like, the second city. is second city in Detroit still around, or is that close? I don't that know. Down, I know the name. Obviously, I've heard know that name before, but we have Mark yeah. Ridley's Comedy Castle, like right by us. Right. But... Well, you guys could easily play a a stand up club or an improv club, and no one would notice that you. Our paranormal investigators, you know, it's great. If you guys are comedians without, yeah, knowing it. So, dude, this has been such an absolute pleasure. You are, you're as nice as, uh, as like some people are, like you think they're nice, but like you're as nice as you seem. Does that make sense? Yeah, thank you so much. It, it, you, are you? you are generally, a, this has been so fun. I totally appreciate your time. Thank you. And maybe you'll come back down the road and we can talk about more of your adventures. I would love to come back anytime you want. Me and Toad will make ourselves available. Oh, thank you so much. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. My guest, oh, do you have anything you want to plug that's coming up recently or like? Mm, shit. 
I don't know. We'll probably do another, we do YouTube live shows sometimes, so you can find our YouTube channel, What's Up Weirdo, and then our podcast on all platforms. We have Instagram, we're at WUW pod, What's Up Weirdo pod. Um, mm-hmm. My socials, I'm at Open My Eyes to Blue on Instagram right now, which is so fucking stupid. It's so old. <laughs> it's like my oldest, emoist handle of my lifetime, and I can't get away from it because somebody has my fucking handle on Instagram and hasn't touched mm. it for like a million years. And I'm trying to get my handle, but listen, I don't have it yet. But then I, I'm at Jessica Napic on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. I'm a fight bro. I watch the UFC fights every weekend. So I talked bro talk that doesn't make any sense to anything that we have talked about on this podcast that was really coming out of left field for people but if you if no but you know a ton about i'm that very world. fucking knowledgeable about fights um yeah i'm going to vegas soon to for international fight week um Ooh, fun. and then yeah me and tenny this is was reminding me the entire time we were talking and about comedy shit that me and Tenny, I'm driving out to Vegas for the fights. Then I'm going to continue on to LA and Tenny's going to come out there and meet me. And we're going to hang out in LA for a week. You have to get in contact with me. Cause I will tell you really great place to eat, especially because I think you guys are both vegetarians. I will hip you. Well, you're going to vegetarian food paradise. I'll tell you that. Much. That and we are just going to hang out at the comedy clubs. And yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, look, let me, you know, I will send you an email, you know, when you, that comes closer and give you guys, and obviously discover things and still find yourself. It's LA, you yes. can't go wrong. But uh, some things I think that you guys may find incredibly interesting. Yes. Uh, it is, I mean, you, you, you know, LA, people like to bag on LA. I didn't move out of LA because I didn't like it. I moved to be closer to my parents. I love LA. I'm still out there all the time. It's great fun. You gotta go visit. I've literally never (laughs) been there. So my head's going to pop off. Oh, you'll have a blast. You'll have a blast. You know, like go as long as you can. I know I have so many notes. There's horror places. There's haunted places. There's TV places. You know how it is. Yeah. There's old Hollywood. There's weird old occult stuff. I will. I'm, you know, I'm sure John knows a lot about because he's an old Hollywood fanatic, yes. but I'll give you a couple recommendations. Take it or leave it. Yes. Jessica, thank you so much. Everyone, you have a great night. Thanks for listening. Peace. Mm-hmm.